The information in today's episode is not to be used as medical advice. If you are currently struggling with or dealing with something out of the ordinary, we highly recommend talking directly to your provider. Welcome to the Flow State Podcast, where we're all about finding balance. We're your hosts, Monica Groney and Nora Candido. Now let's get into the flow. Welcome back, Flow State Podcast listeners. Today we have a guest that is near and dear to my heart, the beautiful Liz Hayes. Many refer to her as Miss Magic and truly because she is magic. So Liz is an intuitive guide and the creator of the Sync Up Method. I am part of her mothership membership. And let me tell you, this is the most soothing thing to participate in. I love listening to the calls, joining in weekly, getting in there however I can, and learning how to go a little bit deeper with myself. So Liz, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh my gosh, I'm so honored and thrilled to be here. Thank you for including me. I'd love for you to share maybe just a little introduction to yourself. How would you explain the work that you do and how did you get into this work? Yeah, so the work that I do is really like the art of being a human. It is what is natural to all of us, meaning this inner flow with what I call the inner child. It's not exactly the way that psychology tends to describe the inner child. In psychology, it is often considered like a subconscious past part of you. But to me, the inner child is related to every emotion that you experience in your life right now. And then there is the other part of us that is our divine guidance. And so really the work that I do is awakening our awareness of the inner child, awakening the awareness of what I call the inner being. You might refer to this as your soul or higher power or God or source energy or the universe, whatever your word is for this non-physical cooperative component that is infinite love and unconditional support to you. And this dialogue of really what it means to be living your human experience. Like as you wake up in the morning and begin to encounter life, you are already in your inner negotiation of your what feels good, what doesn't feel good, what am I focusing on, what am I not focusing on. And this is my obsession to teach this work, to bring awareness to this work, because this is the magic of being alive, is when you are fully allowing your preferences to be a part of your daily life, which sounds crazy, like to allow your preferences to be in your daily life. But so often, we put all these things ahead of our preferences. And once we achieve things, then we can be in our preference, which is wild that we deny ourselves of ourselves. And so I really love, 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 love seeing what I call inner children fully alive in their own lives, because this is the part of you that intended to be alive right now. It is the part of you with hopes and dreams and desires and preferences and 
feelings. And the foundation of the work too is inner honesty. So often in the manifestation world or like power of thought world, like we're so fixated on positive thoughts. And this work gives yourself like a permission to come to the inside of you and to be honest, to be honest about what doesn't feel good, as well as being honest about what feels good and to not have the attachment of just because something feels good, it then means bad or wrong path or doom and gloom. It just doesn't feel good. And always from what doesn't feel good, behind that is the desire towards what does feel good. And so I love the name of your podcast, The Flow State, because I'm a teacher of the inner flow, which then creates the outer flow. And yeah, so that's I would say that is the beginning. How I got into this, I literally feel like I was born obsessed with humanity and wildly curious of alignment. I didn't know that word alignment, but I grew up in this perfect Petri dish full of lots of human suffering, like mental illnesses and addictions and hardships and poverty and so many varieties like that. And I'm like, huh, what if we're all born? We're all born intact and perfect and beautiful. And then what happens? What happens that creates that gap between you and you that then we begin to call disease? We begin to label in these other ways, but the foundation of all of this is the space between you and you. And so even from the youngest age, I was asking a lot of internal questions about what I sensed. And I was born with this ability to sense inner children and have always been fascinated and fascinated by our individual knowing, our individual desire, our individual point of perspective. So, so much of my work is learning to work with the way that you work. And so often in life, we're trying to be a thing, to be like the same in these types of ways. And this is where we start to develop some of our conditioning where we lose sight of our ability to feel ourselves and our ability to actually know our own preferences. That is one of the largest things when people come to me and they are like, I don't know what I like. And I was like, well, nobody else in the world can know what you like except you. And we begin with like a simple game, which maybe we could just even do on here to awaken this. It's like pick a category, category ice cream. And it's like right off the bat, do you like ice cream? Yes or no? Yes. Yes. Monica, you're in. Nora, you're in. I'm in too. So then it's like, oh, do you like soft serve? Do you like hard serve? What's your preference? Both. (laughs) Thank you, Monica. Hard serve. Okay. I'm also both. So let's go with soft serve. If you are a soft serve lover, do you like to eat it in a cone or a dish? Cone. Monica's passing on this one. (laughs) I would say I like cone too. I'm a sugar cone lover. So if you're in a cone, are you a sprinkle? Are you a straight up soft serve or are you a hard dip? What are you? Straight up. Pure. Straight up. Okay. I'm a sprinkle girl. Definitely not a, a a hard dip. I will eat it the other way. And then it's like, oh, are you chocolate or rainbow sprinkles if you're eating sprinkles? And I actually like both. So from this like fun game, you could start to feel the energy move inside of you because this is an awakening of your truth. 
And it's this super easy category of ice cream where there's like no threat and no attachment from it. But a game like that is the perfect thing to bring you in. It awakens everything. And right away, I'm even feeling from the people listening to the call and even the two of you, there's like an opening at the top of the head, which this is space. So what happens to us when we're out of sync with our own flow is that we turn off the top of our head. What happens when we turn off the top of our head? Our crazy thoughts are trapped. If you have an overthinking mind, it is like a hundred percent because you're not in side of understanding your own preferences. And so you're running the mind a lot. So when we start to come into us, what happens? The top of the head is opening. So the craziness is starting to be able to leave. And then also there's space for the divine to flow through because there is infinite intelligence so eager, thrilled to support us with every single decision of our life. Like the next thing is like, oh, now I'm in the mood for ice cream. And it's like, oh, I don't know where to get it. I wonder where I could get ice cream. Now the top of our head is open and you're going to start seeing all of your options for getting ice cream. This is like the same thing for any decisions, anything that we need to make the fastest way to tuning into our intuition is playing a super simple game like this where you could navigate your preference. It's the fastest way to bring you into you. And then once you're in here, you could start lightly popcorning things that matter to you more than the simple game. Hey there, Flow State Podcast listeners. It's your host, Monica. I wanted to interrupt this episode real quick to share with you a little bit about my brand, Mireya. Morea is a nutritional company that helps support women who are dealing with symptoms of hormone imbalance. I don't know about you, but I struggled with awful periods for over 17 years. Head back to season one, episode five, to learn more about my story and struggles with PMDD. When I discovered the life-changing benefits of having a solid foundational multivitamin in my everyday routine, my life was changed forever. I had more energy, my moods were balanced. I was able to resume life as usual and feeling normal sometimes just feels so freaking good. That's why I teamed up with dietitians, nutritionists, naturopathic doctors, and OBGYN to create the best possible foundational multivitamin for women who experience symptoms of hormone imbalance. I am so excited to share this with you. If you haven't checked it out yet, head to www.mareawellness.com. And of course, for all of our listeners, I have a special discount. You can use the code FLOWPOD, F-L-O-W-P-O-D at checkout to get a special discount. Okay, back to the episode. I love this so much. (laughs) Like immediately in doing that, I felt myself just lean in like immediate buy-in of like, I want more, like this resonates so hard. And I think I did not appreciate how much of adulthood is just like this self-discovery and self-learning. I have a nephew that just started working and like two months into work, he was like, is this it? Like, is this what the rest of my life is going to look like? And it's like, no, like there's so much more, like I'm still figuring it out. I'm 10 years into this. Like, There's so, so much to be had, but I so resonate with that. And sometimes this desire or want or need and 
I have an idea of what I think will satisfy that need. And then it's like you check the box, but it doesn't actually satisfy the need. And it feels like this mismatch for me. And so hearing that kind of like closed mind and just busyness, thoughts always running, feels really true for that situation where I think I know what I want, but when I get the thing that I quote unquote want, it doesn't satisfy the need at all. And I'm always like, all right, what's next? What's next? How can I keep? And I think that that's like really common, right? Like I have experienced that in my life of always chasing the next thing, the desire for like the quote unquote American dream, right? You like graduate college, you get the job, you get the boyfriend, he becomes your husband, you have the kids. Like, so you're like chasing the next thing. And I think that that societal pressure as well is like running in the background. And we, I didn't, I haven't, like a lot of us don't stop and ask, is this what I want? Or am I just running towards what has been shown to me in the movies and in the pictures and like what my mother has put pressure on me to do or those types of of things. We're not stopping and asking, is this my preference? I feel like that's so true, especially like if we're in conversation too. And it's almost like they just don't know what else to talk about. Like we talk about the weather. We have these small things where it's like, oh, you just got engaged. Like when's your wedding? Oh, you just got married. When are you starting family? It's almost like we can't get into that deeper level with people. So it's like the societal pressure, but it's also just because I don't think people literally know what else to talk about with you on, on a really small scale. Yeah, that's super fascinating. So first, when you're describing some of these like goals, so let's talk the difference between like a goal and this topic of preference. So goal to me is very much from the thinking mind. This is a projection. This is an idea based off of what other people have said, images that I've seen or whatever that you are making with your mind. So that is super different than a preference. A preference is literally inside of your body. Your preferences and the way you negotiate your preference is in your navel center. It is at the belly button and we literally have this organ there that like goes like this in my way, in a way of like liking, disliking. And so many people with digestive issues is because this is not active. You're not living in this state. You've actually probably turned this off and it creates a lot of like buildup in the digestive issue. And so we're wanting to get this moving as like fast as possible. And this you cannot solve with your head. It's literally a feeling when it's like, do you like chocolate or vanilla? It's not a thought. It's like, do I like this? Like, do I like it? It's not, should I like it? It's like, do I actually like it? Does this feel good? Do I like the temperature of this water? You're feeling that. So it's like, as we come into our body, this is where the preferences are. The preferences are in the body. They are not in the head. And can you have a goal and use your sensing system to follow the goal? Yes, because what you like and dislike will be the path to what it is that you are wanting. But you have to be like in your body to actually feel and have satisfaction. 
Because like these outside things of whatever it is that like seems like a big deal and then you bring it in and then you wake up the next day. Like I have this like funny thing. So we all have the image of like the made it. So let's just say I went to FIT and so Vogue magazine. So Anna Wintour was like a speaker at our graduation, you know, fabulous. So it's like, oh my gosh, to be in Vogue magazine, maybe in a variety of different ways, whatever that would be. And I was like, okay. So what happens on the day that that happens? And then you go to sleep and then you wake up the next day. Yeah. Oh, wait, I'm still me. Mm -hmm. I'm still me. This happened to me. Blowing up on Instagram, like, was that moment for me. It was quite literally overnight. And I was just having this conversation with a friend yesterday where she's like, how's it going? How's like having a big Instagram following? And I was like, Honestly, like it just made me realize these influencers, these people out there that we look up to, like they're still the same person they were when they were five years old. Like they're just a human, you know, like nothing in me changed. But when I look at other people who have a following, who are an influencer, who are these people, I see them as like on this pedestal. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like we are quote unquote arrive and like it's nothing's different. Nothing's different. So you're going to go to bed and then you're going to like wake up with you which is amazing. You get to wake up with yourself again. And then it's like, well, what is like the actual game of like life? And it's like, oh my gosh, the thrill of being alive and following my preferences and seeing where that guides me. I know I'm on this like goofy theme of ice cream, but so often it's like you go to this and then like, while you're following the preference is like when there's the synchronicity of meeting someone or having a conversation, or getting an answer to what you wanted, or whatever. And to me, that's really like the purpose of living life to me is all these little moments that make you awe-inspired about being a human. I think that that's one of the biggest things that I've learned from you, Liz, is tuning into those moments that I think like our lives are so distracted. We're waking up and scrolling Instagram and a lot of external input is coming into our life. And for me, I wasn't paying attention to the things that were occurring that were kind of like signals and signs. And as soon as I transitioned and started to sync up with myself and experience things and be more present and allow my intuition to play a role of like, oh, maybe this was a signal of like, people wanting to learn more on this or that I need to be in this other location or this is what's feeling good to me and I should move towards that. I just started to experience more things happening. I don't want to say for me, but for me, like it really was this momentum towards the direction that I was looking to go, but it felt really sticky as opposed to when I started to just listen and be more present and tune in, there was more flow. Yes, I love the example of your Instagram blowing up because you had an intuitive idea. You made a game, you made an experiment of I'm just going to share about this for 30 days and see what happens. And you had no attachment. You weren't trying to make it. That's the whole thing because you, you all know the moment you're trying to do it, it doesn't happen. So it's the moment when we are doing it from the pleasure of doing it and from actual authentic curiosity, a curiosity. I received an inspiration to do 30 days of this type of meal thing on Instagram. Your inspiration could be anything. 
The thing that I also love is watching all of the people try to copy your formula and no one has had the results. Zero people have had the results because it wasn't authentic. They're like, she got that outcome because she did this. She got the outcome because she let the divine guidance give her an answer. And instead of arguing or ignoring the answer, she did it from a place of curiosity. And that's why it worked for you. And that's why it doesn't work for anybody else. It has been the funniest thing, me observing the whole thing. And I'm like, nobody else is going to be able to copy this. Yeah, super interesting. And some people are having some success with it. I will give some people some credit, but it is definitely interesting. And I think part of it was just listening. And okay, before we started recording, we were talking about, you know, people that this is what I'm experiencing in my DMs and people coming to me and wanting to know, like, how do you do this? Like, what should I eat for this? Like, what supplements do you take for this? How are you exercising? How are you getting this result? And the message that I like continually have for people is like, well, what do you think would feel good for you next? Like, yeah, there are obviously a lot of guardrails and things that can support you. And that's why we have amazing guides in so many different directions. People like Nora, who does amazing work in healing. And of course, you can pull inspiration from things that have worked for other people. But someone who's really like grasping at a result, not seeing results, and maybe needs to tune into their intuition, like Liz, what kind of could you give them to help them start on that process of being like, okay, what is it that I need? Like, how do I turn inward? So I like to just see everything as a conversation. Everything in my life, I just see as a conversation that I'm going to let happen. Let's use the example for a moment of you getting inspiration to do your 30 days of recipes. And that's like a shower thought, Mm -hmm. right? This is like a random thing like that. But all of us have these inspirations that come and they come in the shower. And so it's like, oh, it can't be that serious or whatever. And we often turn them off. And so this concept of allowing the conversation first starts with an awareness of like, oh, acknowledging that you did have the inspiration to do that. And then like, oh, I wonder what my first recipe would be. Or I wonder like, oh, how would I use my camera to make this? Or you let the conversation, you let it go in a ping pong. So say you're on the topic of your body. I do believe all of us should be in this conversation anyways with our body. But literally like, dear body, hi, I see you. I am aware of you. Uh, You are carrying me for a long time. You have done this. So often, if you did a dear body thing, because this is the inner child talking to the body, there's so much resistance. There is so much resistance between you and your body or you and your physicality or you and your organs or whatever this is, you and your diet. There's so much resistance between the you and the you on this topic. And so the first thing, the thing that you could do to like heal your whole life on this is Knowing that the body is good sounds like so crazy. Like who thinks their body is good? Like your body is good. Your body was designed stunning and beautiful. And what if we're curious about your body? What if we're curious about like, oh, how does this feel in the body? And then how does this feel in the body? And then how does this feel? And how does this feel? What if we're in a conversation with the body instead of fighting it? 
instead of demanding from it, because often it's like, it's not a 50-50 relationship. It's probably like a 98-2% where we're like demanding things from the body, like go faster, be stronger, like whatever that is. And so that would be my number one recommendation ever is opening up and allowing the conversation. And even it goes back to like the beginning of what we were saying, like when you're in, you make this like container of you and you, and this is a safe place. And so if the inner child is angry at the body, like allowing that to express, I'm angry about this. I'm angry about my results. I'm angry about this. I'm angry about that. Like you're safe to say that. Like it isn't making it worse. When we allow this, there's a release about it. It's not to allow an attachment. It's to allow a release. And similar to how we talked about the top of the head. And as we opened up preference, there's a release at the top of the head. Like this is true with the cells of the body is that we allow a release and then there's space for something new. So that would be my number one recommendation is to open up a conversation. When I was a child, I used to heal myself with color. Like I didn't know that I was doing that, but in hindsight, that's what I was doing. And so I would have a stomach ache because I am like a sugar lover. And you could tell my thing like category ice cream. <laughs> um, I was a sweet tooth. And so my stomach would hurt. Like I remember holidays, like I did not like eating like real food in public settings. And so I was just like eating all the crap on like Christmas Eve. And I would get a stomach ache and I would go into the bathroom and I would apologize to my stomach as a kid. Like, I'm so sorry, you need help. And then I was like, oh, like what color would make you feel better? And I would just like imagine the color and then I would like go to the bathroom and be fine. That's so cool. So cool and so intuitive. Like that was it. Nobody knew I was doing that. I didn't even really know that I was doing. I was just like, oh my God, I'm at grandma's or I'm at my uncle's. Like I ate way too many Reese cups and I don't feel good. I need the color blue, (laughs) blue, blue, blue. Yeah. Yes. And it was just like a random, it was just super random, like exactly blue. And you're like, oh, blue. And then it was like instantly better. And so not all moments are exactly that, but in every moment there is space for like a miracle in that way. It's like when we just grow our awareness to the place of like pausing for a second, It's like nobody needs to go be like a monk in a cave for your whole life. This is like pausing for a second and just having internal thing like, oh, I feel pain. And it's like not a big deal. It's been really interesting. I'm currently in a training for health coaching. And they're like, the best question you can just ask your clients is like, what do you think would help you the most? And like just prompting the internal questioning of like, oh, what do I think is my best next step? And then like, I feel like what I've learned from you, Liz, is like to be able to even ask between the inner child and the inner being, like, just show me what's next. Like, I'm just going to ask myself, like, okay, coming from the inner child, inner being, like, can you just show me what's next? Like, I'm feeling a little lost right now. And like releasing it. And like you said, it just opens so much to me, what feels like the world to like, show me what's next. Great. It's so similar in my work too, being a dietitian and people ask me like, 
just tell me what to eat, just tell me what to do. And I don't hand those things out because you're not using your inner wisdom, that connection. And that is not sustainable. Like, I don't want you to need me, period, in the future. Like, I want to help you to learn and understand your body, know how to support it. And like you were saying, Liz, like, we're born intact. We're born this beautiful, perfect being. We're so intuitive. We cry when we're hungry. We cry when we're tired. We cry when we went to the bathroom. And then through conditioning and external circumstances, obviously, all of these outside things influence us. And I think that's how we get so disconnected. And helping to teach people how to reconnect. And I do this more from like an eating and (laughs) movement standpoint. But I feel so in line with the work that you're doing too. And I, I think it would be helpful even for me hearing like, you know, this connection with the digestive issues. I specialize in GI and hormone issues. So I'm really curious, like I've heard from the human design side of things, having that sacral chakra being like the open or closed, or like if you were saying that kind of like internal guide, the, the sensing, how like, yes, op- asking those questions to ourselves But what are some ways that people can like drop into their body if they have been ignoring sensations for forever? You know, in in my work, this is trying to diet and trying to ignore hunger cues and things because they want to look a certain way and helping to just reconnect to those signals. I even talk about like, if you wake up and you have to go to the bathroom right away, you're not typically like, oh, I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't empty my bladder when I wake up. Like just starting to pay attention to other signals that your body is giving you and just even acknowledging it, saying, I hear you, I am honoring you, I'm I'm satisfying that need and acknowledging that like you have the capacity to do that without even knowing that you're doing it every day and how can we apply that to other areas in our life too. Yeah, it's such a profound topic. It really is like making me think of the word commitment Because like even in our society, like the instinct, there's like such a danger around instinct or even in like religious contexts, like instinct is the devil or instinct is going to make you not committed or is going to like lead you astray or all these things. So that's really the root of a lot of these things is this like fighting that we are instinctual beings. and there's like a real danger. Like what if people just started doing more of what they wanted? And you can see the current generation that is saying no to work in a certain type of way. And then that's like creating gaps and being able to hire. And there's this like large societal shift going on right now. Like you just put your hand on probably the hottest topic that there is. Like what actually happens when we include our instinct. And it's really like a discovery for each person. I feel like my answer to this is one, to go slow, because all of this could be super overwhelming. And so the first thing is to go slow. And the second thing is to know like where you are right now is enough, like where you are. So say you've had long patterns of disconnection or trying because you've been doing all of these things and like making a large effort. So it hasn't been ignoring really, like you've had awareness 
and you've been like doing things. So there's like a lot of soothing that is needed, like good job for what you've done. Like you've been able to go on weird, sorry, ass diets and sustain it for a certain amount of time. It's not sustainable for your entire existence. But like you've been able to do that. Like, how about we acknowledge that for a minute? Because as you do this, it begins to soften the inner child. So if you start having like this intense judgment of past behaviors or where you are now, that inner child is not included in the life. And they're not going to be comfortable being honest to you or honest on the inside. Anybody who has turned off instinct, that inner child has like crazy avoidance and is shielding themselves like dramatically from the inner being because there's massive shame. Shame is the measurement of adequate and inadequate. And so as we're in that type of measurement and judgment so often, the right and the wrong, it creates like a really hidden inner child where they've been turned off. And so... The beginning of it is like soft and gentle and we're not in a race and like what if things don't change overnight and it kind of is like we keep having these loops but it's the thing of like so say you're the ideal weight and then you go to bed at night and then you wake up in the morning and you're still with you and like what does it feel like to be with you? I call it the greatest love affair. And the best romance is the romance with yourself between the inner child and the inner being. And like, to me, that's the ultimate state of living. And when we're in that, our body is replenished and our energy is rejuvenated. And we're part of this unlimited resource. It's the only unlimited resource that there truly is. To this energy, you could feel it just now as we're even talking like this. So I think if it's okay with you, I would just like to talk to the inner children who listen to this podcast. And maybe that could be a bit of our finale here. But often when I'm sensing in this way, I close my eyes, might be weird to you or not. I don't really care. That's just the way that it goes to me, anyone watching this. But let's just see the inner children that listen to this podcast here. So dear inner child, I see you, I am aware of you, and I am proud of you. This voice that is seeing you is the voice of your inner being. It is the voice of the divine guidance that is focused on you all of the time. Regardless of you being focused on the divine guidance, the divine guidance is focused on you all of the time. Your inner being is only from, for you. So often when we are born, and maybe you came from a home with religious context, let's just use this general word of God. We think God is for everybody and that we can only ask God for one or two things or only include God on one or two things because God is in charge of the whole world. But your inner being is only focused on you. The inner being is a piece of God, a piece of the whole that is only focused on you, that is here for you unconditionally. It is the only unconditional aspect of your life. You, as a human, are conditional. Every person around you is conditional. All settings around you are conditional. What does that mean? That you, as a human, move between liking and disliking? 
So that means that you might be cranky or you might be happy and whoever interacts with you might get the cranky part or might get the happy part because it's conditional based off where you are in your own inner navigating. Therefore, every other person that you interact with in the world is also conditional. They are in their own individual movement of liking and disliking, comfort and discomfort. And that is okay. That is natural. That is normal. So often we think being born as children in different pictures that we have been given that it was our parents' job to be unconditional to us. But you were birthed to a human mother and a human father or any mix up of whatever you were born into. Humans, you were born to humans and you are a human and were a human. Dear inner child, I see you. I am aware of you. Let's clear this up a little bit more. The inner being is this unconditional part ready and eager and available to love you and honor you for all of your life. You do not need to hide. You actually cannot hide from this piece of you. It is okay where you are standing today. You are enough. In fact, you are more than enough. You were born good. All humans, all people were born good. You have nothing to prove around the goodness of you. Regardless of what's going on outside or inside of you, you are good. And the inner being only sees you as good. And the inner being is so excited about what you've navigated so far and so proud of you for what you've navigated so far. And now, listening here and now, there is an awakening to the inner child, an awakening to the inner being, and an awakening about the communication between the inner child and the inner being. You are safe to allow yourself to feel you. You are safe to include yourself in your own life. How funny is that? You are in your life. Let yourself be in your life. Nobody else is in your life. They are in their own lives. You are in your own life. And then at times, you have interaction with others, but nobody is ever all in on your life because they are in their own life. Sounds a little wild to say it that way. Maybe there's a little sadness to say it that way because we've been shown of this external love that is unconditional. And the truth is, is all love outside of yourself has conditions. And that is the first reconciliation that we have is the nature of the humanity of who we are. The inner being is unconditional. We, as the inner child, are conditional. All people around us are a mix of inner child and inner being. And depending on their movement, sometimes they can see us through the eyes of the inner being or through the eyes of love. And gosh, that feels so good. And sometimes we can see others through the eyes of love. And doesn't that feel so good on our part? But it is not the game to only stay seeing through the eyes of love because contrast is our greatest teacher. 
knowing what we don't want, knowing what we don't like, giving ourselves freedom to have life experience to bump into this awareness. Ooh, I let myself say yes to this and I don't like it. Perfect. What do you want to say your next yes to be? And then going there. Ooh, I do like this one. Ooh, I don't like this one. Ooh, I do like this one. Perfect. You're in the discovery of life. Allowing yourself to go into the discovery, releasing attachments of perfection, releasing attachments of outcome, and letting yourself just be in the pleasure of being in discovery. What is curious to me now? What is curious to me now? And what is curious to me now? Forever, you will be in the infinite flow of life discovery where it never ends for the fun and the pleasure of it until you are done in this human existence and this time and space here and now. Giving yourself the freedom to explore and have your own life experience, releasing the attachments of right and wrong. And just letting it be the ease of I liked it or I didn't. Simple. I'm good regardless of what I like and what I don't like. I am good and everything else around me is good. Even when I don't like it, it's still good. There's nothing wrong with it. I just didn't like it. So here we are in this clean space, in this flow in this awareness, noticing the ease, noticing the peace, noticing this contentment. So often in our life, we think that we need to be reaching for joy and excitement and enthusiasm. But the real magic is this middle place here, this place of ease, this place of okayness, this hovering space here, this cusp between something magical happening and just being. This is the place that you want to get really, 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 really good at noticing and being able to tune to quickly this inner place of okay. From here, you are safe. You are aware of the safety. You are aware of the goodness of you. And you are in sync. With the divine, all is well. This is a gorgeous space that everybody is in right now, letting yourself linger here without rushing to move on to the next thing, hovering in this gorgeous space of okayness. From here, you will sense the next place to focus. You can release needing to judge it at all and just allowing this random thought that might not make sense at all to flow through you. And then out of curiosity, follow it. Nothing serious is going on here. You are in your life stunning and beautifully. Thank you for including me in your day. Thank you for including me on this beautiful podcast. Thank you. Yeah. So good. 
Thank you. I love you guys. I know. I think we're just, here we are at the end. <sighs> that like, I got a little emotional. It just feels so nice to build a space where you're like, I'm okay. I'm okay. That's the real thing. Like when the big thing happens and you wake up in the morning and you're with yourself, you're with yourself. I'm you're with okay. myself. I'm okay. I'm an ordinary person who had a magical outcome and I'm with me and I'm going to keep being in discovery. I'm here. I live here in Puerto Rico and we have lots of famous people, famous people come and stay here. And it's the thing that I love the best. Like I'm on a beach walk, they're on a beach walk, like they're okay. I'm okay. It doesn't matter who you are. Like, here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Liz, thank you so much for sharing with our community. I think that I'm hopeful that a lot of people really enjoyed this. I know for me, it's very soothing and something that I've really enjoyed learning and digging into. So thank you for sharing. Oh my God, it is my biggest pleasure. I love all the people who tune in here. They are so stunning. I could sense them all and they are doing so well. And I'm so curious to see what unfolds for everybody. There's magic all around and your unique expression and perspective in this life is wildly curious to me. So thank you for including me. So good. Yeah. Where can everyone find you? Oh my God, everyone can find me at Love Liz Hayes on Instagram. I am not super techie, so that is like the place to find me. And I hope to see you there. How fun is that? Thank you. Thank you. This is really special. I really hope for people that maybe never, ever even thought to this extent or this level. And it's something that I see in my practice so often is just this level of self-criticism and judgment all the time and just you know I've heard people like keeping a photo of them as a child around and saying like how would you speak to this version of you and I think if people need like a physical reminder that that can be really beautiful thing to just keep in mind we're we're still that same person at our true essence nothing has truly changed other than we've gotten taller and yeah and they're included they're included what is exciting to them here and now they are included I'm a mother of five we didn't like talk about any of my things but I'm a mother of five and my oldest kids are teenagers so I currently have three teenagers 19 18 16 and their photos of them have been locked on like we had an OG Mac and we did so well, like da da da, and then at some point we just never upgraded our stuff. So their photos were locked, and we just got them like the last two weeks. So we've been looking at them, and even in my own home, like the inner children of my teenagers are like coming alive in the hugest way. And when you look at this pure form of you glowing as like your eight-year-old self or your four-year-old self looking at my 19 year old, like went at the birth of his siblings and like holding these babies. And I'm like, Oh my God, look at you. Like, look at how gentle you are. Look at how beautiful you are in these ways. So 
For sure. And for some people, you know, like no childhood is only positive memories. We moved our family to Puerto Rico when those guys were going into fifth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade. And that seems like fun, but there's like crazy trauma like from that. So even me as like inner child, like lover, I'm not adverse to contrast because it's a great, 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 great teacher. So to people who might even pull up a photo and they're not feeling the joy in there, it's not to say like childhood was only joy, but it is to awaken some of that um, purity of that essence of you, which is you and which intended to be alive here and now. And so let them be alive. Let them be alive. So good. I love you guys so much. This was so fun. So, so fun. Thanks so much for being here, Liz. We'll see you next week, everyone. Bye.